Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Rich Nelson with Alan Deal. And we had a higher day in livestock grains, leaning mostly lower, except for some fractional gains in soybeans. And Rich, let's talk about the activity in the grain trade. Obviously, the market gearing up here for uh, the big USDA data dump tomorrow, right? It certainly is. And, you know, story for these grains is actually relatively clear cut. For corn, we have to see a significant change in these index stock numbers and or the South American story before it can really suggest that this downtrend is ready to stop here just yet. So the corn story is really relatively straightforward. We need to look for some pretty significant changes to really change this downtrend. Soybean side of the story, which has seen a significant downtrend in the past two uh, weeks, certainly has moved in our viewpoint, maybe to a little undervalued discussion. So that's one thing we'll be watching very carefully in this next day ahead here. You bet. So how much bearish, bearishness is already priced into the market, though, here? I mean, what would we have to have in terms of the report um, to push the market down even further? Sure. You know, in our viewpoint, the, the corn market itself with these ending stock numbers, anything over 1.8 or, you know, in that 2.0, 2.1 range, in our viewpoint, this still does give us a bit more pressure still in front of us for the corn story. The soybean side of things, you know, last month, USDA was 245 million bushels for stocks. In our viewpoint, this market has priced in about a 270, 275 stock number even though most analysts are not looking for that. So that's one thing you have to see whether these stock numbers do change or increase or decrease on tomorrow's report. Yeah. So South American numbers are going to be a focus, but you know, USDA generally slow steps that crop. And so we've got private estimates that have really whacked the Brazil crop, but do you think USDA will come down very far? You know, in our viewpoint, uh, you know, the trade, you know, the trade right now is pricing an idea of maybe a 156 million ton crop. We think it'll be more moderate decline, 158 and change. So we do look for lower numbers out of USDA. But I will say my viewpoint, at least, that we probably are trading, uh, the market's trading its own numbers, regardless of what USDA gives us here tomorrow. So in that grand scheme of things, I think we'll have to wait another month or two to see if we see these numbers out of Brazil perhaps move to 150 or maybe even just below. Yeah, well, January reports have been known to have some fireworks, that's for sure. Once we get past the report, do we go back to watching South American weather or is the market going to be kind of looking ahead at, hey, we got to have harvest results now to start moving the market one way or another? In my viewpoint, we probably have another month or so before the focus really turns to harvest results and harvest yields, especially because this is still such a minimal part of the crop, which is right now being uh, being brought in right now. So I do think the focus certainly in front of us is South American weather specifically, and really for the rest of this month and early part of February, which is the vast bulk of yield determination for this crop, which still will be harvested this coming spring. I think that's a key focus for us right now. Whether our recent change in weather for uh, Brazil is just a short-term issue or whether it's going to stay through the reproductive phase. You bet. So weekly exports out this morning as well, and those seem to be a little bit on the weak side. Was that because of the holiday or is it shipping issues or is the demand just not there? You know, overall, these numbers actually, considering the fact this is a terrible week, this is one of the lowest weeks we see for this time of year, for both corn and soybeans. Let me give you some numbers real quick. Soybean sales this morning, just over 280,000 tons. That's terrible numbers by, you know, the past few weeks of, 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 uh, of recent uh, activity. But five-year average for this week is only 165,000 tons. So considering the fact this is a low week, 
we're actually okay with today's corn and soybean export sales numbers. And we also had Argentina production numbers out from the Rosario Grain Exchange, and those seem to be a little bit bearish for the market. They were, and we really can't we can't really fight against this too much. Anything normal precip gets you trend yields, and keep in mind their two week forecast is normal to lightly above normal moisture, which is a above trend yield discussion. So these numbers here from the Rosario Grains Exchange: fifty nine million tons for corn, fifty two million tons for soybeans. Both of these are four million tons over USDA's current estimates. Maybe these numbers are a bit aggressive, maybe a bit too much, but it does highlight the fact that we have a very light offset to the Brazil story, at least for the uh, for the short term. Yeah. So far, it's been pretty hard to find any bullish news. And as a result, we've been sliding in all of these grains since the first of the year. Do you think the market is getting overly bearish? Is it too bearish, Rich? I think on the discussion for corn, I hate to say it, but probably not. There's still probably a bit left in front of us with a stock number as we're looking at right now. We really need to see a substantial change in this story for corn to change price. The soybean side of things, I think, does have a much better discussion regarding perhaps being undervalued. Keep in mind, we do suggest this market is pricing in a belief that stocks will be raised, and that might be a challenging thing for USDA to do. So between the corn and soybean argument, Probably soybeans have a much better discussion for it, a rebound of some sort here. What about this cattle market? Uh, we are up today after a lower start. So is that market trying to put some weather premium in or is it anticipating higher cash or what was the, the push today? I do think this is a wholesale beef story. You know, we've had some terrible numbers last week, almost a $13 drop in choice. However, now since that low here from last week, we've actually picked up almost $10 in wholesale beef. So one laggard, which has been a real thorn in our side, perhaps we're now getting this issue fixed. So while the storm issue didn't really give us that, that rally we maybe wanted to see here, that stuck, looks like our more, more reasonable and solid argument, wholesale beef might be the issue to get us some higher prices from here on out here. Yeah. Certainly weights have been up in record territory. Do you think this weather will slow that or stop it? You know, at the at, at the best, we can say it'll ease some of this weight issue. Latest numbers showing that for the week for that Christmas week, which is the 26th through the 30th, steer dress steers, dressed weights, 26 pounds over last year, heifers, 10 pounds over last year. So all we're doing with the storm discussion is simply reining in these numbers a little bit. But keep in mind, these are still over what we'd like to see. Yeah. And we did try to get above the 50-day moving average in the Feb contract this week. We could manage it in live cattle. Do you think we'll get above that level? I really do. I think for our discussion on the cattle side is for these next few weeks, yes, we have perhaps you know, a, a relatively adequate supply story. The question for us right now is probably more about the demand, waiting for the consumer demand as we go into this late January and February period. And I think that's probably where we'll see a better discussion for higher prices, perhaps about $3 on fats, about $5 on feeders when it's all said and done. And hogs up for the sixth day. Are we starting to see a little bit of a chart breakout here, do you think? Can we keep going? We yeah, we sure are. You know, on the positive side, we're holding above those recent lows for both cash hogs and cash pork. And we've been speculating about this seasonal low for what's been now three or four weeks about when it could be seen. Maybe it's seen right now. So as far as the discussion on the hog side, good to see this market put premium back on. 
Keep in mind the lean hog index, what futures use for the cash hog measurement, $65. We do need some premium in these back months, especially the April, June, and July. So I'd look for further higher pricing in these next few weeks ahead here. Okay, good news. Thanks for joining us. Rich Nelson with Allendale. That is Markets Now.